Zane Lowe, Apple Music. Hey everybody, it's Zane. Thanks for joining me for another conversation on the interview series. Over the last few years, myself and today's guest Lizzo have had some pretty epic conversations. Neither of us afraid to go into some of the more sensitive subjects and dive deeper. And I really enjoy occupying that space with her in conversation, but it just felt different this time around. She's back with a brand new album called Special. The music we've heard so far is peak Lizzo. The time she took to make this album has paid off and musically, lyrically and performance wise, of course, this is hands down Lizzo's moment. So when she walked into our studios here in Los Angeles this time, it just felt more like a celebration than an untangling of thoughts and emotion. And those things are still present, but so's a surprise call from Chris Martin and a spontaneous display of flautism. Is that even a word, flautism? Is, is that attached to playing the flute? Flautists explain flautism as they play expert flute. Anyway, she bought a flute. The whole thing was really fun, and there was some deep stuff in there too, but, you know, we just felt like breaking out the bunting and popping some bottles. So that's what we did. Enjoy it. I'm used to feeling alone <laughs> I thought that I'd let you know in case nobody told you the same Help me out You're special <laughs> In case nobody made you believe You're special Well, I will always love you the same You're special you do this bit. I'm so glad that you're still with us Broken, but damn, you're still perfect Yeah, you are How'd you learn that so fast? I love music. I that love your music. Happy. That oh, made me happy. Your music makes us happy. You, you did it. We did it. How do you feel? We did it, Zane. I, now we, I, we have spoken a few times while you've been doing it. Yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen you going through it, trying to figure it out. <laughs> what's going to make us happy because you care about that, but what's ultimately going to make you happy because that's most important. Mm -hmm. And now you did it. I love this album and you love this album. Yes. How does it make you feel? I'm proud. I think um, taking my time. I did. I wanted to rush it so many times. Yeah. There were so many points. Haste is a terrible word. Woo! But in this process, I was like, I got the album. Okay, let's put it out. The singles are done, and that those songs didn't even make the album. So I'm just proud of how patient I was with myself and with my art, and and I took the time to write the songs that need to come out. That that the, the stories that you know I wanted to share. You know that people should hear. Yeah. So why were you rushing? You, you figured it out? I was rushing because I had hush. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, man. not because they didn't make the album. So Right. But, I mean, everything I make is good. It just doesn't mean that it's the right song for the album. So I got, like, bars and, like, I got some hot bars off and I got, like, you know, bangers. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and I got some moody songs. I got some really dark songs, too, that didn't make it. But, you know, these are the songs that were supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. And why did you choose this selection of songs? What was the central theme or the glue that brought them together and made them a family, that made them special? I think love is the heart of this album. I think everything I've been doing prior to special was um, in pursuit of love. And it was like, Cause I love you is like this um, was a almost like autobiographical album about like who I want to be. Like when I wrote Soulmate, I was crying in the studio and I was like, 
okay, I'm writing a song about the person I want to be, I aspire to be. Truth Hurts, I was crying in the studio. You know, writing songs about who I want to be. And now special is almost a celebration of who I am right now. It's very present. And I think that's the only place love can really exist is in the present. You know what I'm saying? How important was your music to helping you achieve that sense of love? The very fabric of the journey is the music, I think. Um... <clears throat> music has been therapy for me for a long time and it hasn't stopped. I mean, I have a therapist, but just because I got a therapist don't mean music didn't stop being my therapy. It's the number one outlet for me. So um, I feel like when you listen to, to my songs, <clears throat> you hear in almost chronological order, like my life, like what I'm going through, um, how I feel, what I, you know, what, what's up. <laughs> Does it make it painful to listen back to them sometimes? Some of the hotter ones? Only from a, a musician standpoint, I'd be like, oh, the mix was weird on that. Or I could have <laughs> wrote something. But I'm proud of um, I'm proud of everything. It's not hard from an emotional place at all. What's the first line on the album? Hi, mother. <laughs> <What's the first? laughs> when I first play on the album, like I knew what I was getting myself into. But that is an opening line. Is uh, that's all time? Hi, mother. Did you miss me? I've been home since 2020. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Thank you. That wasn't going to be the opener. And then uh, Julie Greenwald was like, motherfucker. <laughs> she's good if like that. If you don't make that the first song. And she's good. Like, listen to me. Listen to me. Yeah. I, I know what I'm talking about, Lizzo. It's got to be the number one song on the album. Don't make me get Craig on the phone. Yes, that's Julie. She was right, though. I mean, I wanted to be artsy and I wanted to throw people off. But, you know, we just got straight to it. It's such a great, like, precedent for the album. It's like, hey, this is, get, buckle up. Yeah, and it's, and it's absolutely unapologetically everything that we love about you, which is, um, you know, well, you don't need me to describe it. You've done it beautifully on your record and continue to Thank live your you. best life. But I say all that to say that um, as artists, I think that especially people with the gift that you have, there's probably this instinct to want to um, consciously change or consciously subvert what people think in advance of, of us seeing you again, right? So keep it interesting, keep doing this, keep doing mm -hmm. that. And sometimes you need people to remind you like, this is your best self. This this song right here does this job beautifully. Yeah. Are, you, is it, are you capable of that, of sometimes maybe analysis playing too heavy a role in your process? You mean like almost like like, who do I want to be this time? Yeah. And making, like, yeah. a concept yeah. album or m making songs, being like, okay, well, this is... Because I, I did do that. <laughs> um, it didn't make special. But I was like, you know what? I'm coming off because of I love you, and I'm about to be in my, like... This was pre-pandemic, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to be in my ratchet era. I'm about to be... I'm about to make mistakes, and I'm about to, you know... Yeah, let me, let me do this real quick. Yeah, it was going to be that. And, um... Uh, you know, we fell into a global pandemic and thing, life happened really fast. And um, I think that me honoring who I am and just staying true to myself, I think, is better than any concept album or, you know, preconceived idea. Um, I don't think I've ever worked well that way. I think I'm very good in the moment, off the cuff, being raw and honest. It's a supportive album, you know? It's really supportive of people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there was probably every chance that there would be more moments on an album like this where you were like, fuck you. Yeah. Because, by the way, some people, fuck you. Yeah. Just oh. honestly, that's how I feel. And mm -hmm. I know, and I've been watching other people say it recently too, like, 
I'm out here, I'm speaking on your behalf now as a fan. I'm out here doing my best and I'm doing everything I can to do right by you whilst also doing right by me. Mm-hmm. But kind of like as a fan, I want to turn around to some of those people and just go, you like nothing's gonna be good enough for you it's not good enough well and uh, in rumors um featuring cardi b (laughs) that was my you and i was so i was so excited and proud to put that song out because i needed to do that yeah i honestly needed it it was it was very selfish i very selfishly wanted a song with cardi for a long time and i very selfishly wanted to be like bitch yeah you know all the rumors are true whatever you want to believe about me and you too and I did that and once I actually put that song out um I had I got a lot off my chest energetically and I feel like a lot of of the songs on special kind of came through after that um I wrote special actually um after I released rumors and started getting a lot of like being brought back into the cultural zeitgeist and and you know after becoming famous and having the year that I had you know it was interesting seeing how people relate to me and and treat me and talk to me and what did you notice looking back on it now and when, when you started to realize the difference what what shocked you once people, well, and I'm not going to speak on everyone and I'm not going to speak about positive right now because there's a lot of positive and I'm appreciative of it. But I've noticed that like, you know, once people knew who I was, because it, before it was discovery, it was like, who is this? Who is that? You know, and then once people knew who I was and it became kind of solidified, they came more com- became more comfortable with like using me as some sort of punchline or like joke or like immediately they want to criticize whatever I'm doing because there's levels to me that they don't accept, you know? So I found that like, I'm always going to receive some sort of like backlash or, or, um, criticism whenever I put myself in a public space, uh, just because of who I am and and the way I choose to exist. I think when you have a meaningful, uh, effect on people's lives in particular through art, which is a choice. And yet we choose to to disrespect it even when we choose to listen to something we don't like. That's the crazy thing that blows my mind is like, I choose to listen to this even though I know it's not for me. Yeah. And now I choose to like rip it to shreds and attack the person who made it. And you realize that ultimately, I think that a lot of times we get it wrong. We get, we get, we we get what the purpose of art wrong. Mm -hmm. We we almost use it like it's a bait. Oh, it's absolutely bait now. People use negativity as like, clout and like attention and it makes them feel good to get that kind of attention which is it's like an adrenaline rush right it is it's very addictive it is like an adrenaline drug like and um i don't know i i'm trying to distance myself from even looking at those people and listening to and reading those comments it's been very difficult because i just feel like i can't escape it well, that's addictive it's addictive behavior being drawn into it as well. So that is the thrash that is so destructive is it's addictive to comment and it's addictive to read. Yeah. That's the tough part. Yeah. Cause I, cause I can't help it. Like I'll see a video and then it'll be like Lizzo. And then I'm like, and then I'll hold it. It's on TikTok. So I'll hold it and be like, do I watch oh, this? Do I, really do I come it's back? It's on pause. And uh, someone's like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, which way is this going to go? Yeah. Which ways and it and sometimes it goes in my favor, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but you know that case sera sera. You know, one of my favorite songs on the album is a song which is um, simply entitled Coldplay. 
the way you flip it is so beautiful. <laughs> Thank and you. the way you talk about crying to Coldplay mm-hmm. and just the effect. And I, I bring this up in this part of this conversation because I feel like that's a band who ultimately have been misunderstood a long t- for a, a lot of their journey and yet continue to mean something to us. Oh, and, wow. And right. Don't you think? Like, I think that that band is fucking incredible. Yeah. I yes. love them to absolute yes. bits. Yes. So what inspired that song? It's so literal. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is one of the most literal songs um, I've ever written. I mean, I, I everything I say in the song actually happened. So Ricky Reed produced um, the track and, you know, Ricky Reed. Love and Ricky I have, Reed. And we have a long relationship. Um, I was in the studio and I had just come back from a trip. And um, he was like, well, why don't I just play the piano loop, and then you just talk. And I was like, okay. So I very Alicia Keys, uh, you don't know my name. (laughs) I sat in the booth and was like, so yeah, I remember, you know, when we went to Tulum, you know, we pretended we was married. And I was talking, and I talked for like 25, 30 minutes on that loop. And then um, I got like really, I felt like, you know, kind of like raw and sensitive about it. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, let's just move on. And then um, he came back to me and was like, hey, all those words you wrote, I kind of turned it into like a song. A song that also referenced the beautiful music of Coldplay. Yes. And right now, hopefully, you should be able to see him. If not, turn around. Because joining us oh. to say it's Chris. <laughs> Wait, what the hell? Yeah, well, this is what I wanted to do because the song is so beautiful and Chris is so beautiful and you're so beautiful. I thought Wait, we'd have a beautiful moment. This is so crazy. Hi. Hey, <laughs> this is live? This, this is, is live. This <laughs> right I'm just at work and uh, Zane said, hey, will you FaceTime? And of course I will because I love you and you're wonderful. Yes, I see the boards in the background. You got that. You getting that work yeah, in. What you... What, you, what we doing? What we doing next? That's you, my that's my job. I asked that right, question. You write, you write me a song. <laughs> Let's see if Chris answers that because every time I ever ask that question to Chris, he's like, oh, swerves it. But if Lizzo, yeah, Chris, what are you doing? Um, Lizzo, you're doing so great and you're taking over <laughs> and it's wonderful. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I mean, listen, the song don't got to come out with me and you. We just got to do it. If we sat in the studio and we just worked on you play the piano, I'll sing. Don't nobody got to know. Don't nobody got to know, Chris. <laughs> okay. I don't mind people knowing. I'm not, I'm not, I'd like I'd like people to know. Whatever you want to do, baby. Hey, you know, you how know. is uh, how how is Zane treating you today? He's very kind. He just serenaded me on guitar. By the way, has he has he ever serenaded you on guitar? Maybe once or no, twice. No, he's too. He he treats me like dirt. Oh, oh, oh. Wait a minute. Yes, Wait a minute. I got to know more about this. That's not true at all. I worship this guy. He knows that. I love this oh, man. No, we're in London, and we just. Uh, we just came back from Glastonbury Festival and it was amazing. And so it was so inspiring. So I came to the studio. Yes. A, a show on uh, Saturday in Germany. Amazing. Yes. What do you think? You've got your record. I have special coming out July 15th. Thank you for giving it's me the blessing. The blessing yeah. to, to sample you and to and name the song after you know, your band. I feel like Chris was Chris was waiting for somebody to do that kind of Kanye speed up the vocal production technique on him for a while because he even did it himself to himself. So I think it's really cool that you did it authentically this time. <laughs> I just wanted to. 
Um, that song, I mean, literally, look at the stars, look how they shine for you. I was with somebody and I was just looking at the stars and I was with him and I was singing it and tears just were coming to my eyes. Like you have such an incredible ability to move people with like the, the poetry of your lyricism. So thank you so, so much. Hey, hey, like hey, it's hey, so hey. real. I don't know how to accept those kind of things. I so do. Real. <laughs> how, how did your guy friend react when you sang it? To he me? just hailed me. <laughs> <laughs> He just held me down like a good man should. <laughs> oh, I like it. He likes it when I sing Coldplay to him, though. <laughs> That's lovely. Okay, and now I feel good. We got to come to a show. If someone had told me 22 years ago, you know, one day Lizzo's going to make out to this song. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, great. <laughs> 22 years it. ago. I feel, like, I feel like Yellow was written for an entirely different purpose, but it's kind of become a hookup song. Absolutely. Those hookup song, and that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, baby making music, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I better go because it's your interview, and uh, I've said everything I wanted to say in terms of thinking you're amazing. We love you. I don't have any other interview stuff prepped, so I feel nervous. <laughs> and I, please, may I hang up? I've done this many yes, times with Chris up. now. This is where I relinquish you from, from your responsibilities, Chris. Thank you and goodbye. Oh, wow. There you go. What a moment. You know, uh, how, do I, how do I say this? It never gets... You never get used to the feeling of seeing people who've inspired you acknowledge you. Like... Seeing him is kind of surreal because it's like, yeah, my sister bought Coldplay's first album when it came out and plays in the house and you sing the songs they are in your DNA. You know the music. I don't know what that means about me and who I am <laughs> in my career and my life because I'm doing my life. But it never I know that it never gets old and I never wanted to get old. Like I saw Mariah Carey. The other night and I was like wait what Mariah wants to talk to me and they're like yes Mariah wants to talk to you and I'm like but this doesn't make like <laughs> I watched you and it's not a fandom thing it's not like well of course yes, I'm a is. fan it I'm a fan totally is. but it's like a do you know who you are so this is this is where the great the great Janelle Monet theory comes into play where she said something that sticks with me and I'd love to share this mm -hmm. where she does know who you are because by being inspired by her at a really important moment in your life and turning that into your own art, you are, in many respects, reflecting Mariah back at Mariah. Ooh. So she feels drawn to you Whoa. in the way that you were drawn to her in the beginning and thereby the trade is complete. Yes, that is a sentiment and, it's, and, it, and it encapsulates a feeling that, I, that has been very indescribable to me where I can only be like, oh, it's like family, you know, yeah. because once you enter a sphere where you are, you know, in the same room as the artists who've inspired you and not only are you, you know, sitting next to them, they're acknowledging you and they're inspired by you. Yes. It's like, I feel like we've known each other our whole lives That's and I it. feel like we're family. That's why. What is this feeling? And it's, it's the same for them too. Yeah. That is beautiful. We're all reflections of each other. Yes. And it's a beautiful thing to be people, man, I've been trying to, f to figure out what that energy field mm -hmm. is for a long time mm -hmm. and we call it many things you know manifestation all these things but ultimately we're bouncing off each other all the time yeah it's just that when you're faced with something that's life-changing like a Coldplay album that you live with over and over again it can't help but become a part of who you are mm -hmm. and so it makes total sense that one day you would reflect that back in a way 
that the band and Chris would would would, would understand. Mm-hmm. You're speaking their language then. Yeah, so and true. Then you get to speak the same language, and that communication is why we're all here. Yeah. And you know what? Even more in a macro way, like art is a language, isn't it? And so like when you speak that language, it's almost like you're all sharing the secret language together. It's a beautiful exchange. How can that you was not so believe cool. in magic? Yeah. How can you not believe in magic? How can you not believe in magic? <laughs> that was so cool. Thank you for that. Oh, look, it's a pleasure. I was excited to, to have that moment as well because I love that song. And I knew it came from a real place. Very too real. Too real. <laughs> Sheesh. So listen, let's talk a little bit more about some of the other real key moments on this. You know, there's some really, really powerful songs on here that aren't just kind of these 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 positive kind of like mm-hmm. uplifting moments. Yes. There's deeply personal moments. Yes. I want to know what you f***ing with. Well, the, I mean, as you get toward the end of the uh, end of the record, right, you get towards the end of the album, you start getting into like this really deeply personal place. Like, OK, I've helped you now. Now hear me. Me help me. That's what I got from it. Like in the beginning, I'm back, and yeah. I'm here to tell you how you can how you can navigate through this because I've been mm. through it. But then you start getting to like if you love me, mm-hmm. and we're getting into some real depth. I don't feel like you've gone to before. I mm-hmm. feel that's what I think. Yeah, damn. What a you know. I've always felt like I'm my underarms are sweating after the Chris Martin thing. Oh, I'm so shit. glad you met you because I was going to have this on my arm oh, for the no. entire interview oh. so that I could just Ron Burgundy that shit. And the only reason why I didn't do it was because I thought you'd be like, I'm not putting that in my mouth. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, that's... Was that we'll, disrespectful? We'll get to that later. No, it's a close hold flute. It's okay. Okay. Um, my, album, um, my albums, I've always figured the meaning of them like retroactively so like while I'm making it like we were talking about earlier I, I can never be like this is gonna be about this so I gotta write this like I've never been able to preconceive like the idea or the concept or what it means to me because I'm quite literally making it in real time getting through my real life so afterwards I'm like ah oh, that's what that is yeah. and it was so poignant just now when you were like yeah the song the album starts with I'm back bitches and it's like hey remember me confidence yeah and then like like you get towards the end and it's like, yeah, OK, like I've helped you through this process. You've been listening to these songs. You've been lifting yourself up. Now, let me just express how much it means to me when you lift me up. That's what it or is. can you lift me That's up? That's exactly what you've achieved. Yeah. I wrote a literal song like that for the album that didn't make the album and it was called Strong Friend mm. and it was it I said the exact words, you know, I was like now I need someone to sing to me, but I feel like I was able to do that without actually having to say it and thank you for confirming that for me. If you love me is like I think it's actually the first song I wrote that's on this album that made it. So it was the first song for special wow. and um I wrote it uh, with this guitar player, Nate Mercero, who Nate has played on all my albums. He's so badass. And um, I think it was coming from a place where it was just like, yo, like I've been on stage and as a big black woman and I have these this, this amazing platform and there's all these people in the crowd. And a lot of times it's, you know, people who don't look like me in the crowd, you know, and I've gone through so much in this country and I try to reflect that in the crowd and inform them on what I'm my experience so we can have a shared experience so they can empathize so they can help when it's time to hold us down and to help us you know and I've had moments where I'm like 
You support me. You support a big black woman on this stage. You've bought my concert tickets. I want to thank you for that. But when you're in the world, I want you to keep that same energy. Don't for, see me different. Yeah. Like we're, I'm ever, we're out there. If you can love me, you can treat big black women and people with respect out in the world, you know, which I find, you know, doesn't happen very often, you know, and I don't want to be like the token fat black girl that gets the respect. I want to be able to put myself in a position where I can make this experience of life easier for people who look like me. So that's why I wrote a song like, if you love me, you love all of me. Like, it means so many different things. It's like me and all of the people who look like me, who come from places where I come from, like show us all respect. But also, if you love me, you love the fact that I look like this. If you love my music, you love this this body. <laughs> you know, you love my personality. You yeah. love that I say bitch. Yeah. Like, you love that <laughs> I talk the way that I talk because even sometimes I feel like I'm like, yo, you know, I've I've had the criticism that, you know, I'm not black enough or, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. So I just find that people always kind of um, have uh, like they have exceptions with me. It's like I love her, except I love her. But it's like, man, just accept all of me. What the f you nailed it in that song for all of those Thank reasons. You. And when I hear it, I feel like it's a step forward beyond that holding you down. And there's a difference between you holding yourself up and saying, I really want to be part of a solution here and being held down. And that solution being, being like by necessity. It's like, no, I choose to be on the stage and say this stuff mm -hmm. as opposed to I have to, because you guys are being assholes. <clears throat> yeah, I want to. Like, I've been saying this for a minute now, um, and I've been doing um, a lot of things because of Watch Out for the Big Girls that I've never done before, like events and podcasts and stuff for Emmys and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I just want everyone to know that I'm here because I want to be here. Yeah. I have not done anything in my career, and I stand by this and I'm proud of it, that I did not want to do. Like, nothing's obligatory. I love touring. I love talking to you. I love writing the music. I love doing interviews where I can talk about the shit that I made that I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. Like, I live for this shit. You know, I don't just make pledges to organizations and donate money to people because of optics or because I feel like I have to. Ain't nobody else doing it. It's yeah. not a have to situation. Yeah. I want to. This is why I was put here. This is my calling to to do good. And you ain't never going to see me do something I don't want to do. And you ain't never going to see me do something just for clout. When did you realize that that was really the, at the at the center of your spirit, that beyond the desire to make people happy through your through your gift and your talent? That, that it was really just a vehicle for you to make change and to leave the world better than when you found it. Yes, I think I talk about uh, this a lot, but, you know, um, that moment where I was doing Big Girl, Small World, and I wrote that song, My Skin, and that was right, like, my skin was kind of right before, like, uh, in love, when I was, I'm in love with myself, to good as hell. That era of my life, I realized, oh, the music that I make isn't just, like, to be cool, you know, because, you know, you I was trying to do that. I wanted to be cool. You've known me since ba or of me, at least we've talked since yeah, batches yeah, and yeah. cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, remember that gooey gooey you took us at the gooey gooey. I need to do it. At least for my baby booey. I'm like rapping and sh 
trying to be cool and you know and I could do that forever but it felt so much like deeper and like real like it was a feeling that was bigger than me that I was like oh this is why I write songs this is why you know I'm, I have the ability to connect you know um and I think I just focused on that so let me bring up a very a very recent example um and what's occurred over the weekend, you know, with the Supreme Court of the United States of America, who are just on some kind of tear right now against against civil liberties and yeah, women's rights, rights yeah. and human rights. And you come out and you say, look, <clears throat> an opinion is important, but I'm going to take action, right? Because opinion should be a precursor to action. Mm -hmm. And you make a pledge and you and you drive people to the website. And I went to the website and the website is strong. Like it is not like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> click these links. Mm -hmm. It's like if you click the link, the question is, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Mm -hmm. Put your number in here. Mm -hmm. That is what it says. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? Mm -hmm. And that is powerful. Thank you. Like that is a real, that's a real call to action. And I wonder before we get to the importance of that, what it feels like when you know that you have to do that. That's not a want to. I think there's a difference there. Mm. I think you, that's I have to. Like I, I I'm compelled yes. at this point. I believe it's because of the. I, I I used to, you know, I I knew one day I would be put in a position where I would have the resource and the access to be able to do things like that. Like I I've never really been somebody who liked just talking about stuff. I've always felt like. God, if I'm saying this, I need to do something. If I'm upset and people are in the streets upset, okay, let me go out where the people are. Let me, I can't just sit around, you know? But I think because of the position I was always in, where whether it was from a financial standpoint or, or a platform, I didn't, I felt helpless. I was like, oh my gosh, like what, what can I do? And I think like, it's just like, as soon as I was able as soon as I was financially able and as soon as I had any type of like resource or platform, I was like, it's time, you know, and it's almost like I've been waiting yeah. in the wings. Yeah. And then it was like, here's your moment. You can now you you have it. You can take action. So um, what's interesting is the LizzoLovesYou.com website is for my Juneteenth give back that I've been doing for three years where every year we, you know, offer all of these prizes and, and giveaways and we raise all of this money and I just give back to black organizations and businesses from the grassroots, like grassroots. Like it started in Minneapolis because this was when, you know, the George Floyd protests were happening and I wanted to get, I was like, what can I do right now where I can take, you know, this holiday that I've celebrated since I was little in Houston, Juneteenth and give back to this city, Minneapolis, who has helped me so much and is in need. How can I help rebuild the community? So it, it started there. And this year um, we decided to add Planned Parenthood. Um, to the list of organizations that we were going to be giving money to. And this was before the um, Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. We just wanted to add them um, maybe because we wanted to. And then um, <laughs> when everything happened, when Roe v. Wade got overturned, um, I ha quickly had to turn LizzoLovesYou.com into... Uh, a fundraising for, you know, abortion funds and for Planned Parenthood. So that's why when you go to the website, it is very like it's it's actions. It's very actionary, you know, um, because 
we were already doing that for Juneteenth. But it's dynamic. And that's the thing. You go there and it's not just a static link on a page saying, hey, you know, take the action now yourself. Click the link. It's a mm-hmm. dynamic experience. Like mm-hmm. that's what drew me. In. I was like, wow, this I felt like there was work going on. Yeah. And it gives you options. I think, you know, it, it's not fair to expect the same kind of activism out of everybody. You know, black women are tired. You know, We've been doing this for a long time. This is not new to us. Sometimes we just want to take care of ourselves because ain't nobody out here taking care of us. Yeah. So like to expect the same kind of um, activism out of everyone isn't fair, but that's why we offer like, if you want to sign this petition, if you want to just learn more, if you want to give money, if you, if you just want to see it, you know, like here are your options. It's amazing. Thank you. You did it. This album is such a crush. <laughs> I love this album. I mean, come on. I, I'm I'm very good at music, man. I'll <laughs> just say that. I studied music in college. I've written songs you my whole life. You can stop right there. And, and this is what, probably the only time I'll ever stem your flow. You're really good at music. <laughs> don't have to, like, give us the resume. People be hating on me, bitch. They be like, yeah. Is this a good flute? It's Okay. Yeah, it's just okay. Let me see. You've been throwing it around like I a didn't rag mean doll. To. I just I, sometimes I and just, there's not even a cloth for it. Like, it's actually oh, it's an etude. Is there like a um? Yeah, we did have one. I don't know what we doing with this though. What you? I don't want you to do anything. I just wanted. I just wanted like a like a Yelp review. A Yelp review of it. I know. I want to play the sh- flute. It I don't want to play the nice. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, I mean, if a nice flute is standard, this is a sh- flute. Yeah, this is more fun for me to like not have. <clears throat> there isn't much flute on this album. Sasha has gotten very expensive, so I can only afford her on about damn time. Why wouldn't you just play yourself? <laughs> Sasha? Yeah. Oh, she would never let me cosplay. Right, right. That's her. <laughs> um, what am I doing right now? I, I don't know. know. You, gave me, you gave me the I flute. Know. I feel like I need to put some music on or do something here. I got to find the key. What is... Oh, I know. I got a perfect idea. Uh-oh. All right, check this out. It better not. It... No, this is good. This is good. Man, you got to make me look good, Zane. What the hell? This is going to be like a... We're going to create a little moment here for... Okay, let's just set the scene real quick. It's a it's a little later than normal. Okay. And But you're not ready to go to sleep yet. Okay. You've got a significant other next to you, and you need a little something to get you in the mood. And I feel like this beat has a vibe to it. It's got a bit of an old-school Al Jarreau thing going yeah. on here. He's yeah. vibe. I know. Is there is anything else about to come in or is it just this? No, I think I've said the scene enough. Because uh, I, I need to know what the key is. You can pick it. Oh, really? Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. That was no, bad. That was, was bad. bad. That was bad. That was bad. It was a fun. <laughs> I didn't give you much. I gave you like a 35 beat per minute little slow uh, jam. I wanted to just, with fluid so interesting because like with like classical flute which is my world yeah. like it's very like corny or for you know cool sh- I, right. it's like like it's like yeah. that you know and then like but jazz flute is all about just like yeah you gotta hold the note it's like like I can't do that sh- can't play
play jazz flute. You just okay? did. Jazz flute? No. There are jazz flutists who are like. No, I know, I know. And I, know. I can't do it. But, I can play classical flute. But it's it's your breath, man. I can play Mozart. <laughs> can you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, f- you know what I'm trying to do. That's the beginning of Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you're trying to do. The crazy thing about the flute, right, is it's one of those instruments that people often, I think, they listen to it and they have a preconception of it, and then they hear someone play it in real life, and you're like, that's the sickest sounding instrument ever. Because it really does. It sounds like it's like as close to someone's breath in melody, I feel, as you could possibly get. You know, I've... I've played the flute for so long that it has it's so normal to me that like I don't think about like when I did Letterman and he was like, I'm only here because I am just fascinated by you and this flute. And I would pick it up and he'd be like, oh, and I'm like, what? It does what have that effect though. You draw, it's like a, it's like a <laughs> mysterious thing. Like it's no, it's no surprise that people like lead the flute as a leading instrument. Like I'm following you. Ah, yes, it's very true. It's very true. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've leaned into it in the last few years, like coming out as a hip hop artist early on, even though so much flute and hip hop. So much flute and hip hop. Beat Nuts, at least 40% of their back catalog is flute related. But God forbid you're playing it because then you're not cool anymore. Oh no, it's cool. (laughs) But um, I leaned into it and then... um, it, you know, the world loves it. I just played flute at the BET Awards. This is a flute one, isn't it? Yeah, this is a flute. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, let me see if one. I can learn this one. Get money, get money. amazing about that <laughs> that it took seven years no that we got we got <laughs> that we got a real insight into the level of determination <laughs> and commitment that you apply to your craft but it's so funny i i cuss myself out in the when i would practice flute like yeah. if you would if anyone had like a camera when i used to practice flute like eight hours a day i'd be like i'd be in the room by myself <laughs> So you really got like the mind of me trying to retain the notes. I- it was it was actually a really beautiful moment. And <laughs> good f-ing luck if it's going to make it in the edit. I'm looking at you, bro, but fingers crossed. It's not. But it's not. <laughs> well, listen, I'll play it perfect at the end and it will be good. It was just a wonderful insight that someone who is really, and I mean this genuinely, you are just riding the hundred for way right now. Like what you want to say on this album, you say with such commitment and authenticity and in such an effortless way, I know it was hard to make, is really the opposite to listen to. It is just everything just flows beautifully. That to hear you go back to that kid in the bedroom <laughs> figuring out yes. beat nuts when you never heard it before, probably or haven't heard it for a long time in that regard, it was just a nice one. Never played it before, but I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, got the key pretty quickly. It's only because it goes from major to minor on it's that little... It's not even your flute. 
It's not my flute. And that's why, by, by the way, guys, the flute was out of tune. It was flat. And that's because it's not my flute. It's closed hole. And I didn't even tune it. God only knows what's going on with the head joint. My flute is always in tune, period. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. This, um, I'm so thankful that you've returned with special. I'm happy to be here, too. It's a great album. And I'm not it's just saying it because it's mine. more than a great album. It's more than a great album. And I... I've said this only a couple of times in my life and I, I hazard to say it because it's like, it, it, even if it works out for you, just you come across real smug. But <laughs> the few times I've done it, I've been pretty bang on the money. I mean, this is going to be widely loved and accepted. And I think actually, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to call. I think you're going to be up for Grammy Album of the Year for this. And I really oh. think, for whatever that means, I really think you've got a great shot at, at, at whatever you. you want to achieve with this album. I think it's pretty fucking flawless, mate. Wow. Don't you think? Yes. <laughs> you know, and you know why? I I tried. I I was I didn't try like outside of me wanting to try, but I was like, okay, I had to make peace with losing a lot of songs that I loved. There's songs that I didn't put on this album that I'm like, oh, it hurts, but I was like it has to be a perfect song. Yeah. Like if it doesn't have all of the ingredients, it ain't making it, honey. Yeah, yeah. And if it's not the song that needs to go into the world right now, it ain't making it, honey. And that is the line that you set for yourself, and that's why it's so great. You, like, you can't help yourself. You want to do it perfectly. Yeah. I know you do. Go one time. Hit it. Get money, get money. Ah, oh, so close. Beat nuts. <laughs> Give money. Yes. Okay. Watch out now. Uh huh. Uh huh. Get money. Get uh -huh, money. Uh -huh. Watch out yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out uh -huh, now. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Lizzo. <laughs> I did it. God damn it. The incredible Lizzo, the album special. Stream it now on Apple Music, of course. Great to catch up with her as always. Looking forward to the next time already. Thanks for stopping by. Catch you next week.